0: A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Today is the day. Uh, Today, Y is for yes is what we are talking about. Yes. Um, And just a quick... Note, patreon.com slash A-I-F-A. Uh, There's bonus content on there right now. Jerry and I have a discussion about prohibition, uh, teetotaling. Um, And we also have a discussion about holiday travel and uh, survival tips, tricks. And what's the (laughs) other one that's on there? Oh, we did the the playlist. The playlist, That one's awesome. You guys should definitely check that out. I need
1: to listen to that one mm-hmm. I haven't even heard it
0: yet. Um Jerry Spotify playlist. So yeah, that's just, Yeah. That's all on Patreon and um if you're not with us on Patreon, you can do us a huge favor by giving us a uh, a five-star review, a five-star rating and a good review. Yeah. A few kind words goes a long way wherever you listen Absolutely. to your podcasts.
1: Help us out here.
0: And our sponsor as always is green camel press. Go check them out at greencamelpress.com. They make uh, we make comic books, we make greeting cards, we do all kinds of cool stuff. So go check us out there. uh greencamelpress.com. Y E S. Y is yes. for yes. And mm-hmm. um what do we mean when we say yes? Um well, I don't think that <laughs>
1: It's the opposite.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Um, Basically, the idea is and this is something in the 12 step program that we both subscribe to is the idea of never saying no when somebody reaches out for help. And I think it goes a long way to just the the nature of recovery in general. And, you know, we're here to help each other out. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where someone said, "Hey, man, I really need your help," and Mm -hmm. you've you've had to go and either you give them a ride to a meeting, or, um, I don't know if you've ever met somebody at a meeting or some. I don't. Is anybody ever like reached out to you that you've okay? Yeah. Um. Um,
1: You know, everybody who has the people who have reached out to me that are near me reached out to me in early recovery. And I got to think of um, the aspect of it for me was like punk rock, like slam dancing in a pit, right? Mm-hmm. Remember remember when we used to slam dance and you'd run? I don't know if you did a lot of that. A little up, bit. But you'd run in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody. It's not like a mosh pit now where everybody just slams into each other and does kung fu and shit. Like this, You like ran in this circle. And, and when someone fell down, you picked that guy up and pulled him back into the circle with you to keep running, right? So you'd pick up your... Your compatriot in the pit, but when I first started going to shows at like fourteen, fifteen, um, I didn't know to pick the guy up. I just kind of stepped on him and kept running uh, in the pit. <laughs> kept slam dancing because I didn't know what to do until someone else showed me that that's what I was supposed to do. So in early recovery, when people who were near me would hit me up, I had that hesitancy to help out because I was so new at it myself. I was kind of sketched out by a little bit because I was never in a position to help anyone with anything. So in the early recovery it wasn't like this thing that happened i got sober and then all of a sudden i was ready to you know reach out to the fucking world and help them all out like yeah yeah saint francis birds flying all over me and shit you know like i didn't i i I didn't have that capacity but now with a i mean a couple of you know handful of years under my belt it it's a little different because i actually feel more empathy towards other people you know yeah yeah Towards people I know or have an acquaintance with who have reached out to me and mostly it's been people reaching out to me from you know out of state or other places who have just asked me how I did it or what I do or how it works or you know and I kind of you know every every case is different every single person I talk to is different but I think nowadays if someone locally had hit me up I'd probably be like yo you know come meet me at this meeting and maybe follow up whereas in the beginning I was like really gun shy because I didn't know any better and I was crazy (laughs) I'm still fucking crazy, but I wasn't, I was a lot crazier.
0: I feel, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it's been three and a half years and this is, this is the first chunk of time where I've actually been responsive and receptive to people reaching out, you know, before I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, I kind of just do what I do and, Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say that once you've done it for a few years and you go, well, I just do, I just do what I do. And they're like, well, what do you do? And it's, it's easy to forget that idea of like, I didn't Mm -hmm. know what the fuck I was doing at first. And, um, you know, I had recently had a friend and, and she had, you know, hit me up about it and was just asking me like, so I don't understand what do you, you know, how did you go about it? And how, what are the things, what do you, how do you work around it? And so, I kind of just we had a phone conversation and she's out of state and we just talked for like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. And I just mm-hmm. told her my story and she shared with me which where she was at and dealing with things on Thanksgiving and relationships and family and alcohol and all this stuff. And so, I mean, I, it feels great to be able to it feels good to be able to be in that position where I can say yes, where I can feel when somebody needs something out there in the world or when I see somebody who happens to be a part of the little special club that I'm a part of in right in the you know in the in the wild when you're at the CVS or something like that in early recovery I would just fucking like drop whatever I was gonna buy and leave because I didn't want to like get stuck in line and have to talk oh, yeah. to somebody about something and now I'm like right. oh hey I'll go Fucking shake his hand and, uh, how's you doing? And, uh, you need something. And it's totally cool. And it, it it becomes this thing that I can't, I, you know, I really can't tell anybody what to do. And I can only say that it was very difficult for me in the beginning to say yes to anything. But little by little, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, I'll go to this one meeting and I'll talk to this one guy and I'll read this one book and, and, every day you know and it's it's kind of like when when i started getting on that calorie counting program that you're on yeah and i realized one day and i'm gonna try and make this transition here clean but so see what happens (laughs) i just it started to work right so i was like holy Uh shit i actually started seeing um results from this, and I was like, holy fuck, because it was kind of like the first day that I that I did the calorie counting program, and I wish there was a way to do this, they should have one of these things for drinking, Um, it would definitely, if you could actually remember to plug in how many drinks you had, and what you did, right. and all oh, that man. stuff, but just I think be an I,
1: infinity symbol, mm-hmm. that would just be your option, an infinity symbol, anyway. So yeah, <laughs>
0: so it was like the first day, I was like, how the fuck did I eat 5,600 calories in one day, and it's right. like, well, don't have- nine chocolate chip cookies for breakfast, John. Nice. Um But so as I began to like get down and it scared me and I think that was too in recovery was like, it was just a fucking shock. And I was like, Oh, something has to be done. This is, this is really bad and it's not mm-hmm. going to get any better unless you change this thing. And so in that kind of like the little app and counting calories and I'm like, holy shit, I've actually lost weight, Jerry. Did I tell you that yeah. I'm down to like, no. I'm I'm down below 260, not by much, but it feels nice. good. Yeah, but you see
1: it, you see it. So you see it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and so that's another thing. In those first couple of months, I didn't really see anything, but I also wasn't doing anything. And then you start to do a couple of things, and and one thing that I realize, and I hear this a lot, is that it, you know it takes what it takes, and it takes as much time as it takes, and it's gonna come the way that it's supposed to, you know, and everything. Yeah. And I, that sounds so um ethereal and nebulous and like well yes, you know it yeah. takes what it takes and right don't right. be too hard on yourself and patience is a virtue <laughs> exactly and so mm-hmm. but it's then I was like, oh shit it that's that's exactly what it is. So three and a half yeah. years on here I am like totally eager to help and looking for people to help and looking for ways to help and and mm-hmm. you know writing in my journal like please help you know Lord find a way that I may be of service to somebody else. And right. So it's, it's taken me three and a half years to get to a point where I'm actually looking forward to those things rather than running away from them. Um, but it's not without that being able to, to be open, you know, the like, yeah, yeah crack the door of your mind a little bit. I don't think that sounds silly no but. it
1: yeah, no, it makes sense. yeah, it's funny because i I am not I wouldn't say I'm of opposite mind, but I definitely still have my reservations about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more doubt than anything else' because I would hate to be representative of any be a bad representative of any organization or, or any way of doing a certain thing. I don't want to be the wrong representation of that, which is doubt that I have for myself. It's a lot of fear and shit I need to work with. It's just like when we were doing this podcast, I mean, just to honor the traditions of like kind of the group are in, you know, I'm like, well, you know, we should be really kind of sparingly and referring to it. And I also didn't want to come off as like, I'm representative of this thing and I'm a garbage person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this thing correctly. So um, I think I still kind of have that doubt in me. You know, I want to help. The empathy is there. If the opportunity presents itself, I will help in any way I possibly can. But I think where I run kind of a little opposite in opinion from you is that I'm not looking, not looking is the wrong word. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not out, act. not even actively is also the wrong way of putting it, but I'm not out like. I want to help someone today. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like doing my own thing and if you need help, well, I got you, dude. But other than that, I'm not just being like, well, how maybe that's what I I should change, you know.
0: But this was another thing that um and I don't have it in front of me, do I? It was it was a um there's another little book called Daily Reflections that's really good. And I don't yeah, I like you that know one. this one? I um, got it. it. I think I got it. I, I should want have it. To there in the one of the one of the ones uh, that was really cool and I can't find it right now, but basically that idea of getting out of your own head. If you go and try and help somebody with their problems, you're not going to think about yours. Right. And so it's part of that empathy and it's part of that, you know, pushing, pushing outward rather than pushing inward. If that doesn't right, I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but just helping other people is always going to make you happier because you are not it's it's so easy for us to sit around the house and be like oh man life sucks (laughs) oh i don't you know and you're like oh well i got clean water and good food and sun is shining or maybe it's not but you know it's still out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i i don't know i i just i just know that for me it's like okay how can I help? And whether it's doing this podcast or talking to you or reaching out to somebody or or even right, just right. being available, you know, so I think that. And also, you know, you're you're not representative necessarily of any group. No, no group has asked you to be a representative. Other exactly. Than,
1: they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: but don't do that. <laughs> but regardless of what group in sobriety or, you know, mm-hmm. that that you belong to, that you and I belong to or somebody else yeah. out there, they may belong to an entirely different group. I yeah. mean ultimately it's like how did you not drink today? And that's that's basically it. Right? Yeah. I mean you would no, be absolutely you would that's be a valiant right? yeah. you would be a valiant and a valuable example because you ah. didn't drink today. Right. Not yet. Damn,
1: I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> I hear other ways of that think because I've actually expressed that to someone close to me too who is uh, you know, also in recovery. And they told me, well, dude, you do your podcast and that, that right there is service, you know, mm-hmm. that service work. And, uh, yeah, it kind of like, you know, sometimes I have to remember that not just for the podcast alone, but it's even what you bring up, like it's, it's easy to lose track of those things in recovery. And I guess even like I can let, you know, people out there listening is that it's really easy to lose track of those things because of life, you know, because every day is not, all about, like, I don't wake up and I'm like, I'm recovering every day. Like, I don't even really, honestly, at this point, I don't think about it all the time. I just, I you know, I wake up grateful that I'm not hungover. Mm-hmm. So I guess I do think about it. But I guess my point is, like, life gets in my way. Like, I got to pay bills and rent and Christmas and fucking this and that. And, like, man, I don't know if you've seen my hair lately, but I'm growing out this hot-ass skullet, dude. And it is just fucking bumming my life out. Like, I'm just, like, with my wife, like, man, I've grown my hair out for a year Like, maybe I should cut it. And she's like, do what you want to do. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, give me an answer. Like, somebody give me an answer here, right? Whereas, like, I just need to make the decision for myself. Maybe I can live with the skullet. Maybe I can't, you know? This is my big metaphor for recovery and helping people in recovery. (laughs) Is is your hair? My hair misfortune, yeah. You know, like... (sighs) It's... uh,
0: Well, okay. So you could get a haircut We're going down this path, right? Yeah. (laughs) You could get a haircut. You could let it grow out. You could, um, I mean, how, how how does it make you feel right now? It's hot and sweaty under a knit cap. Nah, it's actually, I don't even think about it. Actually, I took the knit
1: cap off to adjust it and saw it in the, and I was like, God damn, you look like a crib keeper, dude. (laughs) Like you are fucking your life up right now. (laughs) And so, you know, but, but then exactly right. Yeah. I just need some alcoholism puns, you know,
0: I think, uh, I, I, it's, Always I just think in early recovery saying yes is such an important thing. Because Absolutely. if I did Absolutely. not if I said no at one point I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have made that next step and that next step. And I that agree next with step you wholeheartedly, yeah. I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been willing there was there was this huge amount of No, there wasn't a huge amount. There I mean there were, there was enough willingness to get me to like the next meeting and to talk to somebody and to get yeah. into a mentorship mm-hmm. with somebody else and um Or sponsorship, you know, and so I I feel like if if at any point I was on the fence about it and I know that, I mean, I imagine some of our listeners are on the fence about it. The only thing I would say is that all of the alcohol and all of the drugs and all of the bad behavior and all of the bad decisions, I swear they are going to be waiting right there for you if you want to go back to them.
1: Oh, yeah, they're just like, get in here. Get into the shit soup with us. This mm-hmm. is the best. And then you get into shit soup, and then you're like, fuck, I'm in the soup. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It is there waiting for you. So
0: what's the other one you always say about the push-ups? He's doing my alcoholics. The, uh, you know, that's
1: an old trope, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the uh, my alcoholics doing push-ups in the parking lot just waiting. It's working out in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's It is an old cliche, but – it really stuck with me, and then I just I thought of like Mister Clean out there doing push-ups in the parking lot of this church. I'm sitting in the basement of, you know, just waiting, waiting like and Tyler I still, Durden. I, it's weird, right, to live with that though. That's the other thing too is it's it's really weird to have that in my head, to know that, to be aware of it. Like, you know, what I can go back to committing the slowest suicide I could commit. I can just go right back to it. If I if 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 I guess that's what I wanted, but that's not what I want, you know.
0: Well, let me ask you. I think you, that's
1: what a lot of people don't want.
0: No. Well, so what stops you? I don't. What a, you know. <laughs> is that, is that too? No, no,
1: I got to No, it's not. It's I've, I'm trying to be delicate with my words, but to be frank, it's just the dumbest fucking way to die. And I don't mean to be indelicate with people who have lost, you know, loved ones to alcoholism. I've lost, you know, people I've cared about to drug addiction and alcoholism. And I just mm-hmm. always thought like, fuck, I'm really going to die. Like that's so dumb like it's just so it's just a waste it's just there's so much potential out there and i had to like and i knew that i didn't want to go back to it because i wanted to like myself like i wanted to be like you're all right dog like you're cool don't you know you're cool everything's cool you know i wanted to yeah so that's why i don't that's one of the reasons why i don't go back i mean we could do a whole 20 30 minute podcast about reasons why i don't drink Mm -hmm. you know yeah but all of them are positive things you know Oh man. You know what else I heard someone say today? Mm. It was, um, Oh no, I've, I lost the thought. It was something like no one ever, no one ever celebrated getting drunk or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was very profound and I'll remember it next week.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it is, Damn, it's a that dumb... was some bad podcasting right there. <laughs> it's a dumb fucking way to die. And... and for
1: me personally, but that's, I think the one that comes to mind immediately, you know, like,
0: and you thought? I mean, I thought that I, that's how I was going to die. I mean, I guess maybe I didn't think about it too much. I just got drunk again, so I didn't have to. But no, there, man, there that were was those... my
1: plan. That was my plan. <laughs> like straight up, my on God's honest truth, that my plan was to kill myself drinking because mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't going to be a scary drop. It was just a slow fucking suicide. It was just like this is the slowest way I can kill myself, smoking and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. What were you saying? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, uh, I like doing it. I
0: guess I just, I I just, I'm thinking about that now. And just that, that whole, those, especially those last few years of drinking. And, and I didn't Mm. really, I just saw, it was kind of this cyclical hell in that. It just, oh, wake up, be really hungover. Sometimes I would drink in the morning. Sometimes I wouldn't. I was not like, a. hadn't gotten to the point where it was a regular kind of drinking in the morning thing. But there was definitely those days where I would have a beer at 8 o'clock in the morning and then try and go back to sleep and then wake up at like 10 or 10.30 and have a couple more with breakfast and then drive to go to my job (laughs) and then go to work and sometimes drink at work and then drive home. Um, and then just repeat. And then I would just I would sit on my couch and smoke cigarettes and chug whatever I could get my hands on, whatever right. store was open. It didn't well, matter wine to Steely or beer. Dan. Yeah, Steely yeah. Dan, and to Steely Dan, yeah. fucking smoke cigarettes and <clears throat> watch stupid cartoons until I woke up and felt terrible again. And and I I don't know that I thought that I wanted to. There were moments where I wanted to die. I wish I was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in those those first few first few months of recovery i just wanted to feel i wanted to feel better and you know i wanted to feel anything else that i was like god there's got to be something else and thank god there was thank god there is and yeah
1: absolutely yeah Mm -hmm.
0: it's it continues you know and this the whole idea of service is on so many levels and so i think a lot of times it is ingrained in it is repeated and it is re- ingrained. There are certain ways to do service and there are certain ways to do service in certain programs. And that's very true. Right. So they have yeah. things for people who, some people need more, um, discipline, right? So some people need more structure. And so that's great. So you go like, you can do one, you can do two, you can do three. You can, you can, you can sponsor somebody. You can, you can chair a meeting. You can, you can pour the coffee, you can clean up. Like all those things. And so it's like these little things when you've spent all your time being a selfish asshole and, you know, sleeping in and staying up late and stealing and and lying and cheating so that you can feed this horrible monster inside you. You know, that's a hard thing to just be like, oh, well, there's lots of different ways you can do service. And so (laughs) I think, you know, and you said it before where you're like, God, I just hear the same things over and over and over. And it gets a little tiresome. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to assume, but I can also think that those are the things that, that probably scare you the most. So you find resentment in them, possibly. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, no. I
1: mean, you could be fucking I don't hitting wanna... a little, little vein of gold right there. I don't know. And absolutely, you know what? Absolutely is. I mean, if we get into the wheels of the program and all that shit and yeah, I definitely don't work a, a conventional program, mm-hmm. you know, as far as working within this 12 step program we work, you know. I mean, what I'm doing is working for me now, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's also the fear that it will stop working at some point, you know. And do you think if that but, fear
0: came up that you wouldn't find something else to...
1: I th- I don't know if I... I mean, I can't knock on wood and say that I wouldn't let it get that bad again. I would hope I wouldn't. But if that fear... You know what I'm I guess, what's the question? So
0: the question is... <laughs> <if that's, laughs> the question is, if, you, if this wasn't working for you enough anymore, would you would you double down or would you go seek something else out? Or would you, or would you just say, it's not working, man, this fucking thing doesn't work. I'm going to go back to what I was doing before.
1: I don't know if I'd want to go back to what I was doing before. Cause what I was doing before fucking was expensive and it sucked and it made me feel so physically and emotionally bad. And, I have responsibilities to not only me but the people around me. Now, I think I'd probably double down. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if it if I felt it not work anymore, you yeah, dude, I'd probably be like, "Hell yeah, I'll go to hospitals and institutes, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll go and sit sit there with that dude who's fucking seeing spiders and shit like, yeah." Yeah. You know, I imagine that's what I would do because the little bit uh, the little tiniest bit I have worked of it, you know, as fucking helped me immensely like Mm -hmm. my life is improved in ways that i never thought they would and not even with like physical shit like oh i got a car and i got a house and all that i mean no man you know it's improved as the other night you know we're in the midst of like tattoo season slow right now so of course we got to like tighten the belt around this time of year but even with all that stress i remember looking at my wife and being like holy shit and she's like what and i was like dude i just realized that it's gonna be okay you know what i'm saying like (laughs) Man, those moments never came when I was drinking. I never thought we're gonna be okay. We were never gonna be okay. I was never gonna be good, and like just I had this revelation just even recently that it's gonna be all right. You know, whatever happens needs to happen Mm -hmm. because there's no way I can stop it. So I've I've gotten more out of this than anything else. So even if so, if I do hit the day where I'm like, this is all gray, and I've already heard this song fifty times in a row, then I need to like double down and get another album from that same band. Or
0: <laughs> exactly, change the station. Yeah. Even maybe I don't know. exactly flip change the station. record. Word. And exactly, if the records yeah. broke, man, maybe you get a new player. Mm-hmm. You fucking fix it. Get a fresh needle, and a new. But record. I think.
1: Honestly, as alcoholics, like, and I can't speak for you, but I'm going to, I Please. think we just always kind of live in a time of like, uh, conflict. Like there'll always be an inner or outer conflict. I think even pe- normies or normal people who don't drink alcoholically, they have conflict constantly. You know, there will always be a conflict. There will never, mm-hmm. I, there would always be one or another, even if it's the tiniest little conflict, like a door in my house is broken and that will fucking bug me out, you know? So it's just a matter of having the tools to deal with that conflict. Yeah, and that's what saying. So I guess the yes thing is multi-layered, right? Sure. I, mean, I always try to rope it back into the subject because mm-hmm. it's just me and eight thousand metaphors. But like, <laughs> like it's not just of service. It's also just saying, just accepting and saying yes to the fact that it is that this is just what life is. It's it's conflict punctuated by um, serenity and punctuated by moments of joy and. Like, it's – man, we're not guaranteed anything, you yeah. know? And we're not definitely not guaranteed a smooth ride. I mean, no. I don't know anybody out there who has a smooth ride. I don't care how much money you have or how good looking you are. Like, there's always something, dude. Meet the finest girl in the world who's got money and she's just made of IBS. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, her guts mm. are always <laughs> fucked up. I mean, <laughs> it's always something, you know? Like, So, how do we deal with that? What tools do we use? So – uh,
0: yeah, I well I, and I think that service and saying yes to service is right. is can can mean a lot of different things. And so the service that I'm that I'm doing, you know, tonight today as we record this is is hopefully share this gets shared with somebody who who it resonates with and, you know, reverberates with and so on and so forth and other things that I'm doing in the program um but I know that when I very first started Uh, recovery. And I didn't really, I just kinda, I'd go to meetings and, you know, try not to talk Mm. to anybody. And right. I, you know, (laughs) honestly, I'd sit, I'd get on, I'd get on the call with you and, and we'd talk about it. And that was, that was the extent of it. And, but one of the things I did was like, I used to go and, and, um, volunteer at the museum. So I went to the art museum here in town and I know that. <laughs> so I was just trying to do anything, right? I was like, I got to. What's the opposite of what I've been doing? Okay. I'm going to get up at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to the art museum and I'm going to help them set up for exhibits. That's the opposite yeah. of like staying up till four in the morning, fucking drinking all the party wine that I could and listening to Steely Dan and posting every yeah. Steely Dan song on my Facebook page from like four to six thirty in the morning, peppered right. in there with incoherent um, poetry that, you know, makes Gertrude Stein look like,
1: dr seuss dr seuss yes i don't thank know you.
0: <laughs> sure so why not so it was me and like a bunch of 70 year old dudes from the kiwanis club moving walls no and these shit. fucking old guys were just come on put your back into it young boy And And uh, you're just
1: sweating out, sweating out booze. Yeah. Well, is this early? Early. This is early.
0: So this is like, yeah, this is like four or five months in, something like that. Oh, so
1: you've you've already physically sweating it out. Physically sweated it out. But you're emotionally sweating it out at this point. Yeah.
0: So Mm. it didn't because it was because I was scared of because I didn't want to say yes to things like God and I didn't want to say yes to things like inventories and I didn't want to say yes to things like you know sharing with somebody else. So I was like, oh, I can go move some walls and help the old guys get set up for the fucking surfboard art of California coast or whatever. And so my point is, is that it can it can take on many different things. And so there doesn't have to necessarily feel this. I don't want anybody. I don't think anybody should feel any guilt for not doing enough. Right. So I would just say, are you are you you staying sober today? Well, then you're doing enough.
1: You're doing enough. Mm hmm. Now, and then, eventually you get to level up. You level up, and maybe, you know what I mean. You like level up, mm-hmm. and maybe now you're not just sober, but you want to like have some quality of life.
0: You want to have some quality of, quality, <laughs> yeah. of recovery. Cause, quality of recovery, because
1: quality recovery that's better. You yeah.
0: know, because we talk yeah. about this. Like, what? How do you define? What's the definition of like a dry drunk? Is
1: doing all the same shit you did drunk while
0: sober. You don't got to be
1: in, inebriated to act like a fucking mm-hmm. asshole. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so then, it, it's it's like selfishness and self-centeredness and doing everything for you and being restless and irritable and discontented and miserable just being a, a miserable just feeling like garbage like a garbage person.
0: And so if you want some quality in your sobriety, you want some quality in your recovery, you know, saying yes to things. And and you know, I I'm I want to say that like I love the idea that it takes the time that it takes and you know, easy does it and don't rush it and I don't I certainly don't and I'm going to speak for myself here because I don't know I, yeah. I I see a lot of people who are you know when I see things online maybe you know that's that should be my first um you know mark that I shouldn't you know the stuff that I see online I don't always yeah, need to no. don't always need to agree with but no. you know the, you know this it's okay if you're not okay and it's okay to take a take a day off and it's okay to to do whatever it is to make yourself feel better and right I think that's fine to an extent for me. Okay, because I know for me, you know, if I lay in bed and take my mental health day and if I spend the day, I don't know, eating less than nutritious meals and spending it all all my time fucking around and playing video games, which again is not a bad thing necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I feel <laughs> it's at some point you have to say stop you have to go and what you go for a walk and change your brain you got to go mm-hmm. you have to go and do the work that is required of your recovery if you want it and so i feel like to an extent i i try to take care of myself the best way that i can and remember that it takes what it takes but when it's time to suit up show up and shut up I don't know that I, I I really try to like get into that mode full force. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to I don't want to discourage anyone from from taking their, you know, taking care of themselves. <laughs> I just I find fa- I I'm sorry. And I, I just know sometimes I, know. I feel I, like I this it's... this idea of self-care gets taken to the point of just. Of just. And I'm again, I've done this for myself, self-care to the point of just feeding your own fears and going, I'm just too afraid and I can't do anything and I can't do anything and I can't do anything. And mm-hmm. then you're like, well, because it's just self-care. Well, I just, this is, I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, when I get that way, I know that it, and I know that it's not, it doesn't feel like self-care and I don't feel good afterwards, right. whatever that might be. You this know? is just
1: your personal philosophy. This is just my... Way- the way you do your own life. <laughs> this is my know. own personal yeah. philosophy. Yeah.
0: Um, And so I really have to be careful that I don't allow my idea of self-care to turn into self-pity, and then which Word. then turns into self-loathing, which then mm-hmm. really wants to fucking buy a bottle of vodka. Right. And then <laughs> that turns into fear and loathing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, I mean,
0: but everybody's wired differently.
1: This is just the way that, you know what, this is interesting though, because this is like, this is part of your program. This Mm -hmm. is part of the program you work. This is how you work. it. we're all different. Yes. You know, one size is not, you just get the parameters of the thing and then you work with it how you do. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know.
0: And that's another thing I I don't, and I don't have any, I don't have any real judgment or resentment toward anybody else and how they do it because if it's working for them, then what do I care?
1: yeah exactly.
0: I just, it's just just a tool, man.
1: I mean, if you gave a bunch of people uh a hammer who have never seen a hammer before and told them to use it as a tool, they would all use it differently. They have mm-hmm. one guy hammering it by the fucking handle, one guy hammering it sideways. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like yeah it, they would all use it differently so but it would all be either some of it's effective and some of it's not, but I mean it's all effective for that person, whatever mm-hmm. way they're figuring out the way to use it you know
0: and I'm always I'm always receptive to anybody who can say, hey, at least I am more so now. This is, hey, can I show you a better way to use that hammer? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? So
1: am I. It's funny. I've noticed this, too, is that um so like with work and someone would tell me, well, you should draw it this way or you should do it this way. And I would get like really defensive and, and totally take it personally like it was an attack on the way I mm-hmm. did my my art. And I would get, I'd bite a fucker's head off. And now I listen, I invite it. I'm like, tell me how you would approach this because your perspective is important to me. And this is something I learned through recovery, you know, is being open to these ideas, saying yes, Mm -hmm. yes, you know, to to these new ideas, you know. Any other collaborative effort has always been beneficial for me most of the time. You know, why would this not, you know?
0: I was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No, I was going to say also, I think when you do the promo for this, it should be a still from Jim Carrey's Yes Man. The one where he drinks like 8,000 Red Bulls and stays up all night at a rave. It, yeah.
0: Is that, no, is that, the no, that's Liar Liar. You're thinking of. No that's,
1: um, no, that's Yes Man because someone offered him Red Bull and he said yes and then he drank like 15 of them.
0: Oh, Isn't I don't think yes I Man? saw that one.
1: Yeah, you should. I but, mean, it's got, it's, listen, it's not fucking Oscar material or anything, but. <laughs> It's we're not talking good.
0: about i love you man with a slap at the bass paul rudd you're talking yes man with Jim yes Carrey. man
1: where like he takes a vow to say yes to every single thing that's asked of him and then he falls in love with like jennifer aniston or some motherfucker like that or the, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know
0: so he but just, anyway
1: he just says yes to every single thing that happens in his life so they're like you want to take yoga lessons and he's like yes and then they're like you want to come see my band and he's like yes
0: and you it know. changes his life for the better. Do you,
1: would you like to talk about Jesus Christ? He's like, yes. And then, you know.
0: Yes. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say, but um
1: I know I I carried you, dude. That's okay. I carried you off the
0: path. <laughs> it's so so for me, it's just and again that's just those things are just mine. And you're right. Yeah. I don't it's 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 being open to those things and being able to take criticism is something I didn't used to be able to do either. And this is what I was going to say is I was talking to somebody about I was doing some video for something and I said, I was talking to a friend of mine who's, who's very, a very dear old friend who's also very honest and blunt. I'm sure you can imagine who I was talking to. And he and I were, uh, we were out to lunch and I said, and I said, Hey man, I just wanted, I wanted to ask you about this video thing that I was doing. And we were out to lunch and, uh, and he said, well, can I be completely honest? And I was like, (sighs) Yeah, go ahead, (laughs) because it's probably going to be true, and he says, you do this thing where you're enunciating with your mouth, and it's fine, you know, he's like, have you ever heard the phrase, you got a face for radio, and I was like, Jesus, what are you saying here? He said, you enunciate on the radio, and that's great, and it comes off really clear and nice, you know, when you're doing the podcast, at the microphone, but when you're doing it on video, it makes me want to punch you in your fucked up mouth. (laughs) And I was like, and my initial my initial reaction was, I wanted to be like, well, fuck you. What do you know? You know, I'm just right. trying to talk clear to the people. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I watched some video that I something I was working on. And I was like, I do want to punch me in the face. Why am I doing that with my mouth? And so I was trying to over enunciate everything, and so my mouth was blah, blah 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 whatever. And right, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so not. It's fine to have a reaction, right? And it's fine to be angry, and it's fine, but it's fine to feel something. But you don't always have to react on it right away with people. Yeah, and and, and inviting that criticism, and that's something too that I've learned in recovery is that it's okay, and that it's actually when you learn from it. Mm-hmm. You learn, you learn. Um, so yeah, I think that it's it's you learn. You you keep going further and further and further, and. And hopefully at some point you kind of find that. What's the what's the words I'm looking for? You just the calm, the ease, the The serenity, the contentment, you know, that's always the hope. I mean, I certainly am constantly right now. You know, my particular situation is that I'm, you know, looking for I'm trying to get this business up and running. Right. And I'm trying Mm to I'm trying to I'm out here peddling, you know, trying to get trying to get people to buy these christmas cards right and so it's like a week from christmas i by the time you guys all hear this it'll be friday before christmas and and so you know you go out and i'm super positive and i'm excited and i'm going door to door and i'm selling these christmas cards and by the end of the day i feel like fucking jack lemon and glengarry glen ross oh you see those glengarry leads and, dude yeah and so and so Damn. it's it's really really hard sometimes. And so we all have rough days, and we all have rough days that start off really good, and we all have really bad days that start off that, that end up really great. Yes. So. Uh huh.
1: That's a great way of putting it. So
0: it yeah. balances out. There's only there's only this one moment. You know. There's another there's another good book that I'm reading called The Power of Now and Be Here Now and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that before, but um, it's just. Every time that I say yes to something in recovery, I end up feeling so much better. I I don't know if you've ever been on the fence about, yeah, maybe I should go to this meeting, but... Every oh, single man, time, dude. I don't want to have time. to... Yeah, I, well, if I yeah. leave now, then i got to do this thing before, or... Right. I don't know, I kind of ate heavy, and I don't want to have to use the bathroom <laughs> there. Exactly, <laughs> dude. You know, and so you're on the fence... And let me ask you this. Every time you do that and you go to that meeting, how do you feel afterwards? Content as fuck, dude. I'm like walking around little furry unicorn
1: (laughs) slippers and shit. It's like I feel better because I get to be around my people. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm like trying everything I can to avoid my people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then how do you get there? And and how how do you feel?
0: How do you feel when you when you do? I mean, do you often go on the other side and say, "Ah, fuck it? How do you feel yeah, when you say fuck Frequently. <laughs> mm-hmm. The same. <laughs>
1: I don't feel bad necessarily. Okay. I mean, I always, there's always varying degrees of feeling sure. bad for me personally, but I, there's no head change. I feel the same. I feel exactly the right. same as if, I mean, throughout the day, whereas if I do go, there actually is a change of perspective in my life. Whereas if I don't go, life just kind of continues on It either goes on a downhill trajectory or, just or it just stays lines. the same. Whereas if, uh eight times out of ten if I make a meeting afterwards I'm kind of on a nice uphill because I get to be comfortable around people who are like me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, if that if anything, that's what I get out of it, you know, then that's yeah. better than that's better than just staying the same all day. You know. Right. Yeah, but I can't say, Oh, I don't go to a meeting, I feel like hot garbage all day. No, <laughs> no, I not just, necessarily. But yeah, I no, just uh, feel you. like <laughs> I probably say garbage like 20 times in this one podcast. We're going to have you. Well, yeah, you can say i really never even say we did trash, hot trash garbage. I just use I'm just leaning on the word garbage. That's like the 10th time. I want you to drink a LaCroix every time I say garbage and whoever pees first
0: loses. <laughs> can I those go are to, our, those go, are those <laughs> are those are recovery our drinking, drinking <laughs> games, recovery yeah, drinking games, um, so yeah. So when you say yes, you feel better. I mean, and so that's, yes, that's, that's, that's
1: the point. Yeah. And that's
0: yeah. what we're always looking for is to change our mindset as, as alcoholics. We're always, mm-hmm. we've been looking for that since we were little kids. Like, oh, if I right. eat a pixie stick, I catch a buzz, you know? And right. then you get older and yeah. you're like, if I have some Boones Hill farm, I fucking feel great, you know? Right. And then it's like, whether it's whiskey or you go see a meeting and or you go, you go to a meeting now in recovery and you just feel so much better. And whatever whatever that thing is for you, whether that thing is yoga or that thing is, you know
1: Meditation. Meditation or, or yeah, reading literature on whatever. Or anything. Really yeah. walking in the
0: woods, walking Dude, in the desert. Exercise is the huge. city. Yeah, walking yeah. any any of that stuff to change your mindset. And so I think that that I think that yes is is probably the most important word in recovery mm-hmm. i can't say yes to the dress <laughs> <laughs> say what is, is that like on tlc is that like yeah a, i think it's, it's a, a wedding thing? show it's a wedding show i think okay. it's
1: a wedding show yeah i don't i've never i just that's just what i think of every time and then i i don't watch any of that i i don't like
0: any of that Say yes. But maybe I should. Maybe I
1: should say yes to say yes to the dress and see if it'll change my perspective on things. And I'm crying at the end and I'm like, you go, Kelsey, you get fucking, you bury it.
0: Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com.
1: And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at A's for Alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.